So one, two, three. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. That was so well rehearsed. Hey everyone, you are back with Megan and Ben for Athlon with Sahlan. And we're going to be doing a 2020 year in review. Happy New Year, first and foremost, Ben. Happy New Year, Megan. This is so exciting. So looking back on El Fusaic's life, how old are we? Officially, we're a little bit over four months. I think we had this exciting idea probably early June of 2020. We sat down, we were bored of pandemic stuff, and we wanted to really connect with everything going on in the world and still being engaged with the Middle East and having this wonderful menagerie uh, or <laughs> mosaic uh, multimedia platform really kind of came to us as podcast first and then it sort of grew from that probably that was I think early June so fast forward to we launched August 28th we just celebrated our four months last week it's, it's crazy how much we've grown I will say I do remember when we first started talking about working together in a greater capacity and I said what about a podcast and you said I don't want to be one of those millennials with a podcast. <laughs> Almost verbatim. <laughs> yeah, you said ew, I think. That was a direct quote right there. Um, so look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. We've come so far. I think that it's been such a wild ride. We've had so many calls even today um, just about where we've come. Um, and I think that one of the big things that I'm constantly surprised by is the fact that we started off just wanting to be an educational and cultural resource. And we've grown into this really interesting trying to change political polarization space. And I don't think a lot of people have understood that yet because we haven't started hosting the events and publishing about it yet. But one of the big reasons that we had that shift was because we watched the way that people interacted with this content and we watched the way that people learned. And I think that we really just wanted to change how people approached difficult conversations, difficult topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how, like, where exactly in the whole process that happened for us, though. I, don't, I mean, I think the thing that surprised me the most was the community aspect. Um, I wasn't expecting to have such a, I mean, A, our writers are the best, but such a strong sense of community amongst our writers. I was kind of expecting, oh, we'll have really great articles and, and really important things to read and listen to. Cool, end of sentence. But it's really been a... Uh, networking group of our writers that have grown, their friends and families who have followed our website, seeing the engagement has been really wonderful. And I think some of those connections or, you know, just people who have seen our site have, have been antagonistic in a sense to some of the content on, which we very much expected when we wanted to put this together. It's part of the reason we even wanted to create Alphuzaic is because there is so much misconception and, and anger and intensity when it comes to the conflicts of the region, we wanted there to be a place where here is the information. Let's have a conversation about it. I, I think that's always really been how, how you and I have really focused on Alphuzaic. And that's been sort of a natural outgrowth of, of the topics that we have written about, how we have handled conversation. But but the the, the more Crit- angry comments. Critics. I think critics, we, we've gotten yeah. critics and that's and, and, totally fine. And, and, and another thing, I'm, I'm really proud that we've gotten that because it showcases that we're putting an important splash out there. You know, maybe there are some biases that we have yet to un- unearth and, you know, let's have that conversation so we can fix and update what needs to be. But at the same point in time, I think we really focused on the really wonderful dialogue aspect that 
I think we both knew was there, but we never actually set out to accomplish and it just naturally happened that way. And now that will be our emphasis <laughs> for the events that we do, for, for larger newsletter and just engaging content that we hope to have is not necessarily articles that are spicier, more intense, no, but but more of an emphasis on, on the conversation around these topics and we're excited to have, to have those. And I think that when you look at biases in general, everybody has biases. That's just the nature of life. It's not... I don't want to say it's not a good or a bad thing necessarily, but like bias is how we get our pants on in the morning. It's how we, it's how we cook. It's how we do yeah. everything. It's how we make choices about transportation and how to get to work, not during COVID obviously. Yeah. But I think that there is such a space to, for understanding that everybody has to make assumptions. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to live our daily lives. And so breaking down where those assumptions come from and why we have those assumptions is always beneficial, whether or not it's, you know, a straightforward conversation about, you know, do you want a car in a city? That kind of silly conversation. Um, breaking down the steps that you take to get to the decision and the answer, I think, is going to help you no matter what. And so when you take that from uh, a very simple scenario to something that's much more complex, that doesn't necessarily have to do anything with you as an individual or your livelihood, I think that there's there's a lot of space for high tensions, high emotions, not necessarily recognizing when there is a difference between causation versus correlation. There's there's so much room for everybody to grow. And I think, as you said, Ben, we've been so thankful for critics and for the community that we've built because we very much enjoy engaging in those very complicated conversations. It's not always fun, but it is something that we have enjoyed a lot, particularly in this space. Well, and it's really necessary too, I think, to have those conversations in the first place because that's the only way that you'll learn. I mean, maybe you'll wear a different pair of pants because of a new bias. <laughs> I love that analogy. I'll totally use it. Thank you for that. But no, I think it's, it's really important. Like we're not here to, to say this is the one truth. This is the only way that these conflicts are viewed. I mean, we have articles that somewhat contradict each other on our website because they're two different aspects of the larger issue or the larger the, you know, topic that's being analyzed. And, and we want that. That's the best way to have uh, not even just official, but but correct and, and engaging content. I mean, we, we want there to be an emphasis on the education and the learning first and foremost. And so, you know, someone who is of the community in the region, spent their whole lives there, they have a very valuable perspective that doesn't mitigate other perspectives of those who have researched or, or traveled or engaged there. And so I think having the full mosaic, I mean, hence our, hence our name, but the full mosaic of those perspectives is really huge. And, and so we hope to grow to have events. So instead of, you know, reading an article and seeing a comment chain, actually hear it live from, from two sides of a, or three sides of a similar issue, um, or, you know, whatever other directions that we head in. But, but we want to be much more um, intentional, I think, now that not only we're we having this great content and this open access library of, of great things to engage on all aspects of the region. We also want there to be a really high emphasis on the dialogues um, of everything. You know, maybe I don't like your hummus recipe. Let's talk about it. I mean, yes, that's silly. And I don't want to take away from the levity of other, or sorry, the seriousness of other uh, issues. But I think having that kind of levity is also really important because it, it provides a more nuanced and holistic view of the region than so much of the narrative that makes up the region. That's why Meg and I became such good friends right away because we have a very similar connection to the region as in we studied abroad there. We've, we've focused our professions and 
education on the region itself. But also, we want to get in those tough conversations. Megan and I have definitely been on two different sides of, of similar issues, and you can see that reflected in our website as well. We want that to just, not just be me Megan and myself looking and curating this information, but to really be a, let's have a full conversation, talk about what you think is good and, and what you think isn't, and, and let's move from there. I was listening to a podcast earlier this morning, and it was talking about how critical thinking without hope gets you to this very pessimistic sort of view on life, and then hope without critical thinking brings you to naivete. I don't know how to say it. Someone who is naive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah, and I think that there is such a space where you can kind of sit in the middle. Obviously, you have to be a little bit emotional. You have to make assumptions sometimes. You have to have particular biases. We speak very strongly about how we do not engage or support hate speech. We don't engage or support with people who are negating the existence or the human rights of other individuals. And I think that that's a very strong line for us. But there is an element, as we've spoken about, of be sitting in that middle and having that hope, obviously knowing that other people are coming from a place of hope and hopefully, you know, knowing that people aren't trying to hurt one another in the world. And that's a very interesting space to to see and, and watch other people kind of engage with. So what would you say was the most surprising part of 2020 for you? Great question. I, I think it's really just the exponential growth, honestly, of Alphuzaic. We we launched August 28th, and when we were doing our four-month birthday extravaganza, or really just looking at our website metrics <laughs> on <laughs> December 28th, you know, we, we have over 200 articles. We have over 55 writers from 26 different countries. We have three official partnerships on all social medias. I don't know. I just it, to me, it was just so surprising how fast and and wide we grew. And I think that's a testament to this was clearly a need that people wanted. I would say a good three fourths of our content writers found us via social media or via our LinkedIn. I mean, yes, Megan and I have friends that became content writers for sure from our travels and just those that want to get published. But the majority want to add to the discourse, did not know Megan and I before we launched. And I think that's really, really cool. Surprising for sure that we were able to grow this network and community so large, but also really cool that we found a, a outlet for all these people to write. And it's just been such a joy watching. What about you? What's your biggest surprise of 2020? There have been a couple for Elphuzaic. Yeah. I think that the way that Elphuzaic has impacted my life outside of Elphuzaic oh, has yeah. actually been really interesting. So I started the Turkish Heritage Organization Fellowship. Yep. And then because of the podcast here with Ehlan Wasahlan, I was very excited to get started on a podcast called Cold Turkey, which you guys can also find on our Elphuzaic, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, etc. But being able to go from Ahlan with Sahlan, which is a little bit more chill, we just kind of hang out with our content writers and talk to them about their experiences, to something that's much more academic, politics analysis heavy, has been really, really fun. I did not expect El Fusaic to really influence the rest of my life so much and the rest of my extracurricular activities. I also think the other piece that has always surprised me is how much better we get. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think sure. even even right now we're sitting here using a very official podcasting microphone when we started this off on our cell phones. Yeah. And <laughs> looking back at that now, it's kind of like we just we were so young, we didn't know anything, and it was just so hard um, to figure yeah. everything out. And we've 
come so far, as we've said, and this podcast is not about bragging or saying our 2020 was so wonderful, but I think that finding this space was something that I will forever be grateful for and finding and connecting with the people who have been most passionate about this project. I think that I will always just be so impressed by all of them. Yeah, I mean, we started this just as a place to have not, not just necessarily better, but but holistic viewpoints on the Middle East. There is movies and books and TVs to engage with. There is analyses and historical aspects and, and a podcast. You know, we wanted that relative framework. But yeah, I'm with you. The the community members was the best part of 2020, hands down. The, the fellow partners we've made, all of the phenomenal content writers and their excitement and engagement. Uh, I'm just so grateful for them for loving this exciting and crazy vision and, and contributing to it so so dramatically. I mean, of the 200 articles, I think maybe 15 are from you and my you and me specifically. The rest are from our wonderfully large community. And it's just been so incredible to have really, I don't know, connected these people from literally 26 different countries <laughs> has, been, has been so wonderful. What would you say is your favorite part of the website? Ooh, there's a lot of parts I really like. Um, I, I think it's, it's fun how interactive it can be. I think as an idea, my favorite part is the recommendations, hands down, because there's so many great media, you know, books, TVs, movies, podcasts, music, and soon-to-be influencers um, that I really enjoy about, that's how, that's how people are connected to the region today. They, they read a great book, or they watch an awesome movie, or they're learning the language, and they wanted to watch a TV show in that language. I just, I love that was a was a really important thing for me to bring to Elf Mosaic, was I, I had my own mini recommendation list into expand that um ever growing we still haven't had two of the same which i find incredible um i would say easily a hundred of our 200 articles are just recommendations alone um and it's just it's so great to see that library we've done alphuzaic movie nights and, and book clubs and stuff from the recommendations we have um yeah I, I really really love that section i think that my favorite section is the amplify section cool. it's all politics economy <laughs> it needs to be well i think it's something that i'm very interested in obviously national security being my specialty but going further i think it's the part of our website that needs the most fleshing out and i cannot wait to see where other people go with it i want a bunch of content writers who all disagree with one another to kind of have a very you know orderly respectful open-minded conversation where you can actually delve into the the beef of what people talk about. I think there are lots of events that we've been going to and listening to, and COVID is much more so Zoom fatigue about that um, and hosting many more events. But I think that there are lots of events where people don't really get into the nitty gritty of what an argument is, and they kind of just share a party line, which is wonderful. And I think that there is a space for that diplomacy. But I would really, really love it if people kind of like took the gloves off. And that's what Amplify is definitely for. Yeah, I'm excited for that section to, to grow as it will. I also super love our one-on-ones. I mean, I love the whole website, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I think the like education and cultural, those are our two biggest taglines and that's and everywhere, but specifically in the one-on-one section and the recommendations. And, and what I love about the one-on-ones is it's a fun challenge to have to only write in 101 words to be very concise and showcase. I think that's really great. But also, you know, there are so much wealth of, of knowledge and information and background that our writers have explored. Every single writer all start with a 101. And so 
you can see the different styles of writing, even though it's the same project, and learn about all the other ancient empires. I just I've always thought that was a really influential and important part for our website, and I just I've always really loved it. So looking forward to 2021, what do you think are our biggest challenges? Without sounding too cliche, I think the biggest challenge is going to be being our own critic. I think that it's something through 2020 that you and I definitely did to each other. We (laughs) often called each other up very late night saying, you know, there's this fire that we have to put out and it's if we don't put it out right away, it's going to burn the whole thing down. I think that there have been lots of moments where we, you know, did 12 hours of work one day and then the next day it gets a little quiet and we have a full-fledged panic moment about how we've plateaued, how nothing's going anywhere. I think that that's the nature of this immediate gratification, um, which I don't want us to fall into at all. I think that slow and steady is going to win the race (laughs) without sounding cliche. Um, but I think that we, you and I both as type A, very get it done kind of people definitely need to slow down and make sure that we remind ourselves that this is a really wonderful space. And no matter what happens, if things are silent for a day or two, that does not mean it's the end of the world. Yeah, I'm really happy we're saying this on a podcast. We can hold ourselves in our own voices, literally. Because <laughs> there are so many times where, you know, I'm spiraling or Megan is spiraling and the other one like pulls each other out of our little spiral hole. But then sometimes it's we spiral together and we have to like literally take a break and shut the laptops. Yeah, I, I think... That will continue to be an issue, but at least we have this podcast to remind us to to not. (laughs) I don't know. I I think our our biggest um, challenge in 2021 is is maybe maintaining the growth of how exponential we've been, um, which I realize is kind of counterintuitive to what we just said about not being our own critic. But no, that's exactly counterintuitive, Ben, and you're freaking us out already. (laughs) No, in the sense that like we can handle so many things at once. Yeah. That. Continuing to handle it is going to be excellent, but that just probably might be a challenge. So finding ways to slow down. It's, it's actually the same challenge. I'm just saying it differently, I promise. Um. So you're just rewording exactly what I said. Wow, I love it when people do that. <laughs> well, welcome to Behind the Seeds of Alpha Zay. Oh my goodness. No, but like, you know, we have, we have made such a huge splash in the discourse of, of Middle East affairs whether that be geopolitical cultural education and north africa sometimes and north africa yeah i mean well you know all of the above or even swana southwest asia north africa regardless we have made a huge splash and and i think that's something to be really grateful for but also recognize that we've done a lot of great work and we don't have to have 30 new content writers next week (laughs) in order to continue that growth I think also being grateful for our own learning. There have been so many writers who have come on and taught us so many different things. I wouldn't know the many nuances of a lot of different conflicts if someone didn't kind of school me and say, you're saying the wrong thing or you wrote the wrong thing. And obviously we can all call each other out in nice ways, but sometimes (laughs) people get called out in not nice ways and that is okay too. I think that being able to just humble yourself and get over yourself is some of the most powerful stuff that you can do in a space like this. And again, like that's not what we thought Alphuzek would turn into at all when we when we had this idea. Yeah. You know, early June of 2020. Um, so it's just been really exciting to to see, you know, work on that personal self development for both of us on, on how do we run this org on top of all the other things that we're doing, as well as managing little fires. Maybe we think they're bigger than they are. But also, you know, to to be humbled for there are many parts of the Mina, Swana, 
region that Megan and I do not know. And, and that's why we're so grateful to the perspectives of our content writers who have lived in different parts of the areas, who are from those communities, who are third, fourth generations, whatever it may be, having, having those perspectives is so valuable and we, uh, we hope to continue to grow those. I know that we just spoke about personal development and I don't want to be too dramatic here, but what do you think you would want to work on? Like when you, I know that when I've worked with Elfusaic stuff, there have been lots of pieces of myself in the professional space and also in the friendship, personal community building space where I've kind of caught myself and I wanted to change things. Not, not saying that I'm, you know crummy to work with but is there anything that you would say that that we could do better i don't know i i think we tell our content writers that the deadlines are are up to their schedules because we're just grateful to have their perspectives and i think in a way that kind of makes it harder than to schedule everything for trying to get the, the website up so i sometimes then get frazzled for not having content even though i told our writers like take three weeks that's fine and it's the third week so they're still on time so i, I think at least giving myself a little bit more of uh grace i guess in that it doesn't have to be done today we'll get the great article tomorrow we're, we're on edit four it's going wonderfully um because like I, I definitely feel myself um like, well, like we're done like where is it it's been three weeks you know it's not an issue it, it gets updated it's all good so i think that's the biggest thing that, that at least i want to work on moving forward is, is just being a little bit more grace levity patience whatever the word is to to encourage and, and excite for their great writing but but not rush them super intensely because that doesn't need that doesn't lead to good products that's so interesting because that's not what i would say about you at all <laughs> what would you say about <laughs> i you? do think you get frazzled on timelines sometimes yeah uh but i think for el Fusaic, what i've seen is that you do not have a business mindset at all which yeah. is totally fine and I think that when it comes to more of the how to brand, how to be very specific and strategize in a very, I don't want to call it cutthroat because it is business, it is communications, yeah. and, and that's not necessarily the cutthroat part of business or communications. Yeah, yeah. But I think that it's not, it doesn't come naturally like to either of us. No. Um, and it's been very interesting watching both of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I super appreciate you, Megan, because that is a little bit more of your perspective somewhat. And so... We're both figuring out how to even run a business in the first place, but some of those nitty-gritty is definitely, like, that's a mega territory. <laughs> I don't throw it onto her because I do other things, but I'm like, I know she will handle that much more effectively than I will. That's a, that's a good point. There 100% is a space where I am very much a dreamer, yeah. and then I kind of let the nitty-gritty go <laughs> because I don't care to keep the spreadsheets, and I don't right. like to send the emails, and so I'll, you know, get this get on my high horse and be like, in five years, this is where we'll be and we'll have this, we'll buy a castle and like, we'll do all these things. <laughs> and th there isn't necessarily um, the follow-up in terms of being willing to sit down and do the spreadsheets. I, I keep saying spreadsheets because those are, those are my worst enemies for sure. <laughs> but I think that yeah, you, you definitely keep me accountable for that, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the spreadsheet, so I'll, I'll take that, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll stride. Um, but I, I think that's why we make such a great team, because we, we really complement each other's strengths and weaknesses um, on, on, you know, how to, to grow up Uzeik even more. I would love to be a dreamer with you, but the reality just sometimes just knocks down my door too much. So, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that's at all a negative for either of us, but sometimes those dreams are real big. <laughs> and I love it, and let's go ambitious, let's shoot for the moon, but... Um, I know it, yeah. I know I scare you a lot. I know <laughs> a I, I it's fully terrify you. It's a good thing. I, I like sometimes. to be scared in this way. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
yeah no i think i think that's great oh my goodness like i can't believe we've come so far it's again we're so around. thankful for everyone who's been tuning in in terms of getting more critics which is what we always want mm -hmm. uh friends and foes alike email us at elfusaic at gmail.com that's a-l-f-u-s-a-i-c at gmail.com we want to hear all of your thoughts and all of your critiques and we want you guys to keep listening to Ethel Rasehlen because like we said, we're only going to get better from here. Dreamer Absolutely. or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to this uh, special fireside chat. We are next to a fireplace as well, so that is accurate. Um, for it counts. Our, <laughs> it does, it does. For our 2020 wrap-up, and as we look forward to 2021, it's been such a blast these past four and a bit months, uh, and looking forward to the next. Thank you all so much. Have a good evening.